The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. fantasy football talk we are getting there we're slowly edging out of fantasy getting back to reality the nfl draft is upon us at the end of this month and yeah yeah no end of next month technically uh our release date here should be should be march 31st uh so one month from today the nfl draft will be already on its way gary and i are here to bring you our first of what's what we're hoping will be three fantasy drafts or mock drafts um so we're gonna make this a pretty straightforward episode here mock draft episode number one featuring gary and kyle gary how you doing today i'm doing great we got our first uh first mock draft coming out no trades obviously so it's a little bit of rough yeah uh, i I think uh the first two we do will probably be no trade mocks and mm -hmm. our final our final mock Mm -hmm will be a uh, trade-up, trade-back mock kind of deal. Um, but, yeah, so what do you say we dive kind of right into this here? Yeah. Uh, so we did all 32 teams, no no trade-up, no trade-back. The current standings as they lie, as of the time of recording, yes, this is after the San Fran trading, the Miami, the Philly trades, so those will be reflected in our in our stands here. Uh, starting though, pick number one, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I gave them Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I think that's a no brainer. I think it's a consensus number one. We think we've stated for a while we think he's a very good talent. We think he is deserving of being number one. Uh, I don't think there's much that has to be defended or discussed on that one, right? I, I mean, there's been wilder things that happened. Um, you never know. Maybe draft day comes around and they get a ton of picks and. A top player, and they pull on it, but I doubt anything like that's going to happen, especially uh, now that Urban Meyer is the guy there, and he took that job probably thinking I got Trevor Lawrence. He's already made comments as well about Trevor Lawrence being the direction they're planning on going. Obviously, it could be a smokescreen as we are in draft season, but I think it's a pretty fair bet to believe that Trevor Lawrence is the guy. Um, pick number two, the New York Jets on the board. A lot of ways we go here. Do they do they bolster around Sam Darnold? Do they look to move Sam Darnold? Are they getting a quarterback here? Uh, with my second pick, I'm giving the Jets a new quarterback. Uh, they will have Zach Wilson out of BYU as their starting quarterback after this. Yeah, I give them Zach Wilson as well. I know it's boring. We both got the same picks, but it's tough to like the top five or so picks are a little tough uh, considering all those teams are teams that could use quarterbacks. Um, obviously since he's probably not taking a quarterback, but there's a possibility to trade out. Um, Wilson at two, um, it's, it's a possibility that they don't go with a quarterback there. Either they trade out or... Or they address the other positions yeah. and it is where they're looking um, to build around Darnold. Who did they just sign saying that he believes... Corey Davis. Corey Davis, uh, if nobody saw that when he signed, he said he signed with the implications that Darnold is the starter there, so... 
I don't know if that's one of those smokescreen kind of things or if they're really telling the, the uh, free agents that uh, Darnold's the guy right now. So we don't really know too much going on there. Could be smokescreen, but Wilson at two um, should be what the Jets do if they want to um, improve the quarterback situation. Yeah, um, I mean, already underway here with some quarterback madness. We go quarterback one, quarterback two. Pick number three, San Fran trades up. Generally, you don't see this much of a jump unless it's for a quarterback. Yeah, it's not going to be receiver, not going to be a lineman. They're um, trying to smoke screen it as a as a receiver. Yeah. Um, and I guess it works both ways because everybody's sitting here going, well, it's a smoke screen. Um, but GM John Lynch is going to not attend the Ohio State Pro Day tomorrow and also not attending... <sighs> I believe it was North Dakota State. I believe it was Trey Lance. Um, and instead, he's going to opt to go to Alabama for the pro day. Coincidence? Maybe. Um, I personally have Mac Jones going here at three. It's the type of quarterback that Kyle Shanahan's won with in the past. However, it might not be a smokescreen. They might go wide receiver, as Alabama does technically have the top, or two of the top three receivers in the draft as well. Yeah, if they're considering uh, keeping Garoppolo, which they have said Garoppolo is the guy. They're, they're choosing their words very carefully. If you notice the way that they address things, they when asked if Jimmy Garoppolo is a starting quarterback, they, they always, said for this year. For this year. It's always Jimmy Garoppolo is our quarterback going forward right now. It's never, yeah, he's our guy, that's the only quarterback. It's always a very, very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A very careful sentence put yes. together because I I really do not think that they plan on having Garoppolo as a quarterback for the future. I also have Mac Jones at three here, um, and we didn't do this like sitting next to each other. We, well, we did, but we didn't actually discuss we didn't it. Discuss um, any of the stuff. We, we were across both, the room. We both ripped our, our um, laptops out and started hammering out, and we, we'd mention where we were at here and what was falling where, but. Uh, ultimately, this is where you're going to start to see our shit get a little, little yeah. wonky. Um, personally, uh, without trades, um, I, it's tough when you don't do trades because some teams are, they, there's players that are high on, at a position. Like, let's say that, uh, there's a ton of edge rushers and they don't really need edge rushers. They're kind of like, ah, I need a corner, but the corner that this high isn't really worth the value. Let me trade down. So it's tough to do that when you don't trade in a mock draft. So a lot of these picks towards the middle to late are team needs. So people might disagree with what we're doing here, but that's why it's a mock draft 1.0. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're going to both go here and, oddly enough, round out the top four picks being all quarterback, uh, but with different ends here. I'm going to go with pick four to Atlanta, quarterback Justin Fields of Ohio State. Yeah. um, I prefer Justin Fields in this spot, but... Because um, Trey Lance at four, I have Trey Lance at four for Atlanta. Trey Lance is a project quarterback. I think that they let Matt Ryan ride it out and kind of give him the um, the grooming treatment. And what better way to give a project quarterback um, a way to learn than under Matt Ryan, who's a very solid quarterback. I don't really think Trey Lance is a very good quarterback. I will state that right now. But I think teams are going to overdraft him and overvalue him because they – they see his um, raw talent. His raw talent. Um, but, yeah, I have Trey Lance at four. And this falls perfect for um, the next few teams that aren't really needing quarterbacks. 
and are either linemen or receivers. So type are teams. you talking about Cincinnati, who yes. now gets the pick of the litter? Literally gets to pick whatever they want to help bolster Joe Burrow. And it's interesting. There was some news that came out today uh, that Joe Burrow is trying to talk Cincinnati and to going with his former friend and teammate Jamar Chase at five. Yeah, um, that's that's a definite possibility. Um, it's all going to depend on the first couple picks here. I mean, New York could go, hey, we want a receiver and go Jamar Chase at two. Even San Francisco could, if they're legit, uh, not really wanting a quarterback that high, which is weird. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, Cincinnati's got the pick of the litter here. They could go anybody, basically. If they want to build the offensive line, they, they could go Kyle Pitts. They could go Jamar Chase. Whatever they want to do. But I have... I have um, Cincy going and building their offensive line here at five and taking the best tackle on the board, Panay Suel, out of Oregon. I also am going to go with Cincinnati bolstering Panay Suel. Um, ultimately, no matter how much you want a shiny new toy, your shiny new toy is not going to be worth much if you're broken in half yet again for a right. season. Right. Panay Suel should help bolster that line and keep Joe Burrow standing for many years to come. And they did have a signing, but with how... Talented Penny Suel is. Um, it's hard to pass. That's up. that's, and I know the term gets thrown around far too frequently um, of generational talent. However, he's darn near close to being a generational mm-hmm. offensive tackle in this league. Uh, so I, I don't think they can miss by going Suel. It's going to make it a little bit of a mess. I feel like they're going to have to probably take uh, Jonah William. Mm-hmm. I believe that's their offensive tackle from two yeah. years ago, and he might end up playing guard. In a scenario, um, especially with the signing of Riley Rife, but at least Rife's only a one-year deal. You yeah. can bring these guys along as needed. I think Suell might be the smartest choice they could do here. Yeah, and um, people are like, oh, I hate drafting linemen that high. But the thing is, if linemen, it works, it works. It works, and linemen are the bread and butter of how your offense it's works. It's not the sexy pick. Yeah, it's not a sexy pick. But it's the intelligent mm-hmm. pick. That's that's what we say all the time about linemen. I mean, you, you need a lineman, you got to draft one. Um, pick six, the Miami Dolphins, after trading down and trading back up. Um, I'm going to go with a little bit of a shocker here. I'm going to go wide receiver Jalen Waddell to Miami here. Um, there's a connection with Tua. Mm-hmm. They've played in the past together. I think Waddle is starting to quickly come off draft boards, and the fact that he produced as well as he did with being injured most of the year, I would not be shocked to see Waddle be quietly thrown in to be the number one receiver this this draft. Yeah, I mean, that's a very solid pick. I liked Waddle over um, Smith. Um, He's a very talented player. But for Miami, I have them going Jamar Chase. I think they get their uh, all-around number one receiver there kind of – Give Devontae Parker a little bit of room. He, Parker's a very solid player, but gets hurt very often. Um, I think if you give another guy like Jamar Chase more targets on that team, then maybe he sees a less injury, I mean, you would hope, because he's not seeing as many targets as a number one. Man, you got to hope so. Um, I mean, I've made it known that I've got some issues myself with Jamar Chase's tape, but yeah. that's why I'm not a pro. That's why I'm not a scout. Um, but... I we both go receiver. We're both on the same thinking block here. I think this is where we're going to really start to get a little bit off. Mm-hmm. Um, pick number seven, the Detroit Lions. 
I could have gone receiver here. They need offensive talent. They've lost Kenny Galladay. They've lost Marvin Jones. But I went with an offensive tackle here. I went with Rashawn Slater. Um, it feels natural. Jared Goff had time to throw with the Rams. He always had a somewhat strong line in front of him. And it's not going to matter who's playing receiver for him if he can't stand up. Uh, Detroit could definitely use that. So I will go with the big man out of Northwestern here. I ended up going receiver for um, Detroit. Obviously, you're stating they lost Galladay. Um, and they definitely do need a, a target for Goff to throw to. They could easily go quarterback here, too. For they could. Reason. They could. Um, um, but I feel like I would probably want to hold that to the second or third round. There. Yeah, I know. I, I don't see them taking a quarterback this high, considering they're paying Goff a lot of money still, because I think they took on this contract. Um, but I have Jalen Waddle going at seven. Um, I think he's a solid talent and is going to be a number one receiver, whatever team he goes to. And whatever Detroit decides, they need a receiver at some point in the draft and what way to bolster your offense back up by drafting Jalen Waddell at seven. Fair. Uh, pick eight. Carolina's on the clock. It's funny. Uh, pick four, pick eight. We just flip-flop players here. Um, I'm pretty sure you did the opposite of what I did. You, I believe, went Justin Fields, correct? Yes, I went Justin Fields at eight. I went Trey Lance at eight. So the missing quarterback goes no further than eight. Five quarterbacks to the top eight in our mocks. Uh, I guess that we'll still wait to see if it's correct. But, uh, I mean, I'm not a huge Trey Lance fan. I think, unfortunately, Carolina gets the bum end of the deal and has to go with whatever's available. It's not pretty, but I went with it. Yeah, and um, I am I like Justin Fields over Trey Lance. I had Trey Lance going higher, but I just think Trey Lance goes a little higher because teams are overvaluing him. But I think Carolina drafts Justin Fields at eight because he gets basically he's the only other starting quarterback left um, that's worth drafting that high. And I think Justin Fields is, gets. I think they pick Justin Fields at eight because he's going to be a starter. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater ends up being the starter there if they draft a quarterback. Um, but I took Justin Fields at eight for Carolina because it makes sense. Fair enough. Uh, pick nine. This was kind of a shit shoot. Yeah. Den- fair. Denver's Denver, weird. Denver has a lot of needs, but not one like that's wide open. major, hey, this is the biggest need. But I think we actually ended up mocking them the same player here. Uh, I went linebacker Michael Parsons. Yeah, it makes sense um, considering some of their key defensive pieces are getting a little older. Um, Michael Parsons adds some youth to that uh, uh, defense. And uh, we both really weren't big fans of him. Uh, the tape, Not at least the tape. The tape was a little weak. Uh, but, I mean, if, if, if the defense can improve, then by all means. Yeah, so, I mean, looking up right now, um, weak line, or will linebacker is going to be Von Miller. Their two middle are Alexander Johnson and Josie Jewell. Parsons is more like a... A middle. A middle slash, like, pass rushing linebacker. Because they blitzed him a lot at Penn State. Um, He's a run stopper. I mean, if you slot him in between Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, mm-hmm. that's a solid linebacking core. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could see where we'd go that way. I really could. Um, they they, they address, address the cornerback. I don't think they go receiver because it wouldn't make sense. No, and that's the thing. Everybody likes to think, oh, receiver, oh, quarterback. I don't think they're sold on giving up on Drew Locke. They've got Noah Fon, who they're going to have to pay a lot of money. It's an absolute reach to go 
offensive tackle here. They could go corner, but I think that's still... They just signed corner, so... I know, but um, I was going to say they it, it's kind of a reach considering they did just sign a couple. And then I, I really don't want to draft too many corners um, outside like the top 10, or before the top 10, you know what I mean? Like starting like 15 through whatever, I think that's when corners start becoming a little more valuable. Absolutely. Uh, coming up next here, Dallas. This is when you and I kind of bounce off each other. We both went different directions here. Gary, what'd you do with Dallas? Um, he could go in the top ten. He could go in the top five. Could so. go in the top five. Could go in the top three. Um, but I have tight end Kyle Pitts going to Dallas at ten. What a! It's a Jerry Jones pick. They have other needs, yet they go tight end just because it's a. Um, it's a shiny new toy for De- uh, Dak Prescott. Um, see, I, I part of me wanted to really go with, with with that. It's by far the best option. Kyle Kyle or Kyle Pitts is very good. However, knowing Jerry Jones is also a penny pincher. You just signed a shiny new toy wide receiver last year. You have put money into Zeke Elliott. You have three wide receivers there now. I just can't see them adding another big part to have to pay it at tight end. Uh, so I went with cornerback Patrick Sertan here. The team always seems to miss on corner. I could just see them trying to get back some of what they're losing all the time. Yeah, that's fair. Um, like like I said, I, I wasn't a huge fan of mocking a corner inside the top 15. But if anybody's going to get... Drafted, it's going to be Sertain or J.C. Horn. Well, I mean, good thing you said that because going to pick number 11, the New York Giants, I'm going to give them J.C. Horn. There you go. <laughs> I'll go back-to-back back back. Back corners, start a, start a mini run here, both in the division. Um, I mean, obviously Dallas has Prescott. The Giants are hopeful Danny Dimes are, is still going to be their guy. But at that situation, what else are you going to do? How are we going to combat this? Let's go get out what I believe is the best corner in the draft in J.C. Horn. Yeah, um, I, I totally agree. I think J.C. Horn's the he's going to be a um, the best shot to be a number one shutdown corner so far in the draft. I like him. I like um, his I like his intelligence. I like his athleticism. I like physical. his ability to glue himself to people. Um, I'm a huge fan of that, and I think that would make the Giants a a, a very good guess. Yeah. to be. A leader for that division mm-hmm. next year. Uh, what do you got for the Giants? Uh, for the Giants, I went with Devonta Smith. Um, I think adding a piece to uh, an offense that needs a receiver, needs a number one receiver, gives Denny Dimes the chance to really shine, um, prove that he could be the quarterback that New York wants him to be. I like it. Uh, pick number 12, the Philadelphia Eagles. This is where I'm going to start to unload some of that talent. Uh, I'm going to go Jamar Chase finally here. Philadelphia trades back and still wins by getting one of those guys that most assumed they would take there. Uh, and I've got to get rid of him off the board at some point. So Dan or, uh, Jalen Hurts gets Jamar Chase in yeah. this situation. Yeah, it would be a solid pick for Hurts. And, oh, no, he played. I was thinking Hurts was. Uh, Hurts would have played with Jamar Chase. He was, he was Alabama. But, uh, yeah, that's a very solid uh, piece for Hurts. But um, I think that improves Philly mm-hmm. a little bit. Who do you got for Philly, Gary? For Philly, um, I went with a very Philly pick here. 
Uh, they still go receiver, but I had them taking Rashad Bateman. Um, I don't think Bateman's a bad receiver at all, but with what's left on the table, I think that they take what they believe is the best receiver back um, or up that far in uh, Rashad Bateman. Hey, man, Rashad Bateman, real fast go zoom. Yeah, he's very quick. He's very Philly, a very Philly type of player. They like those fast guys, and last year, I think, who did they draft last year? Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager. Um, they seem to like overdraft receivers a little bit, a little yes. too high, and I think that's this type of receiver too. Um, I feel like they could get more value at receiver if they took it later or maybe in the second round, but uh, I think they go receiver in the first round. Sounds right to me. Uh, pick number 13, Gary, what do you got for the L.A. Chargers? I wanted um, more offensive talent for Herbert, but because um, they obviously lost the their top tight end. Um, but I'm going to go with Rashawn Slater. Bol- bolster that offensive line for Herbert. Um, keep him standing. Keep him standing and uh, improve the run game. Uh, see, I'm going to continue to bolster for Justin Herbert, but I'm going to replace the tight end he lost. This is where Kyle Pitts comes off my board. There you go. Uh, I, I mean, would love Obviously, it. if Kyle Pitts goes this far down, um, someone's going to be chopping at the bit. Someone will probably trade up. Yes, but I think the Chargers in that scenario, if he were to fall to 13, yeah. would gladly give that shiny new toy to Justin Herbert. Oh, my gosh, dude. And with how well Herbert played last year, with um, how bad... His tight end play was give yeah, him an Hunter elite tight end. Henry, someone who couldn't stay healthy, uh, and I don't give it wrong. I like Donald Parham, but yeah, I like Chicken um, Parham too. It's just no spaghetti. <laughs> uh, but I really like what Kyle Pitts can do here. Number fourteen on this list, Gary. What do you have for the Minnesota Vikings? Um, it was tough here because Minnesota's in a, a weird spot. Um, I had them going with a lineman, Christian Darrisaw. I think that's how you pronounce yep, it. Yep, you want Darrisaw. Um, I almost took a corner here, but I'm like, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't want to take corners outside the top or inside the top 15, so I went with an offensive lineman because the top two are gone. Um, but I go back to back offensive lineman and Rashawn Slater and Christian Durasaw to Minnesota. Minnesota is going to be tough to mock. Ah, <coughs> uh, I I dig it, man. I. I kind of I'm going a different route here. Let me. That's a full video. That's not going to help me. I am going to go with Aliyah Vera Tucker, the offensive guard out of USC, six of four powerhouse of a man. Uh, I I'm thinking the same thing. Get Minnesota some some assistance on the line, but I'm going interior instead of exterior line. I only went uh, um, exterior because a lot of times you can shift players around and tackles are a little more athletic. So oh, I know, but but I guess I went interior just because Vera yeah. Tucker is well liked and regarded as the top guard in the draft. Yeah. And Vera Tucker is being linked currently in Minnesota. Spielman's been at that pro day. In, in my opinion, it's easier to transfer an offensive tackle to guard than it is a guard off At the pro tackle. level, for sure. Um Number 15, I hate saying it, but New England continues to get richer. Uh, falling down the draft board, the New England Patriots are going to pick up Devonta Smith out of Alabama. That would be a smart pick, um, especially if they're 
there's rumors that they're trying to trade for Garoppolo. Uh, what better way to improve your offense by getting Garoppolo and Devonta Smith? Even so, adding Devonta Smith is a very solid pick for uh, New England. But I went at 15 a little bit different. I went um, defense, and I grabbed Jeremiah or yeah, Jermaine or is it Jeremiah? Jeremiah Owusu. How do you pronounce the first? I believe it's Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Yeah, Jeremiah Owusu. Yeah, edge rusher. Um, I think they can add a solid piece to that defense there and add to their pass rush. I think it's Jeremiah. Is he under? He should be under edge. Oh, uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa out of Notre Dame. I thought we were talking Jason away from Penn State. Uh, Dude, Owusu-Koromoa is a guy who, in the right fit, is going to be a scary, scary part. He, uh... He, to me, uh, is a Belichick guy. I think he's going to be a very good player. Um, if I'm not mistaken, they took a Notre Dame edge rusher uh, with in last year's draft, so they would have already seen tape on him. Yep. Uh, number 16, the Arizona Cardinals. I'm going to finish off the third of my three corners here to give them a younger cornerback room after just aging incredibly this past offseason with free agents. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give them Caleb Farley, who, in case you didn't see, ran a 4.2840 today. That's very fast. And you are going with? I also went corner, but I started going corner. Um, I finally have uh, 13 come off my board here. Uh, they definitely need replacements. They lost uh, Patrick Peterson, so they're going to need some more youth in the secondary. I like it. Um, getting images of our new Recording desk sent to me. As we oh, say. yeah. <laughs> uh, number 17. I finally get to take the guy off the board. I'm going to go Christian Darasaw here to the Vegas Raiders. Uh, Vegas is a tire fire at the moment. They need a lot of help on the offensive line. Yeah, and um, it's tough to mock Las Vegas, too, because they never go with the pick The consensus should. pick they should. It's Could always... Go back three years to Clellan Farrell... Yeah. Fourth overall, who was yeah. a late first round prospect and did not pan out as a fourth overall pick. Yeah, and uh, they drafted Josh Jacobs too, who was a little bit higher than when he should have been drafted, but ended up panning out for him. But they never draft what they should. Um, so I went also tackle here, but I went with Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State. I think he is. Um, I'm gonna check. Yeah, Oklahoma State, um, they could definitely use some line help. They're losing, I believe they had Incognito at guard. Incognito at guard. Um, Rodney Hudson at center is gone. They traded Trent Brown. So they definitely need some offensive line help, and tackle is one of your most important positions. So Darisaw could be the left tackle of the future there. Yeah, I, I went with Jenkins, but... Well, either or. Yeah. Um... Number 18, the Miami Dolphins. I feel like at this point in time, I gave Miami an absolute steal. I see you've got him further down the draft. We both really liked his his um, tape, though. I give Miami Michigan edge rusher Quiddy Pay here. I really liked everything I saw out of Pay's tape. He's a very, very straightforward user of his hands. Uh, he strikes well. He avoids tackles. He bends well on, or on his rushes. Um, I think that could be a guy Miami could get as an absolute steal. Gary, who'd you give Miami? So, I went with Need here. 
And I believe he's listed as either a linebacker or an edge. He's an edge. Um, for some reason, they have him listed on his like draft profile as a linebacker, but he's definitely an edge guy. It's his name's tough to pronounce, but Aziz Ajuari. Yeah, Aziz Ajuari, um, edge rusher out of Georgia. Um, I think with them losing Kyle Van Noy, um, he didn't really pan out. Um, they can add another piece to that defense and get some pass rush, some pass coverage. Um, looks to be an athletic guy. He's not very big, but he probably could do some more things than a normal defensive end. He's 6'3", 240. So maybe they throw him out into pass coverage. Maybe they have him at rush as well. Um, but I think they get a decent piece here. Um, but obviously going with um, team need, that's why I took an edge for um, Miami at 18. I like it. Uh, the Washington football team, pick 19. What do you got, Gary? I have, let me see what, Samuel Kazui. Let me see. Cosme. Cosme. I'm butchering his names here. Gary's going with a full-blown run on offensive tackle earlier. Yeah. Um, I think that they they don't need receivers now. Um, they could go with the running back, but I think the running back room is very solid. Um but they definitely, if depending on who's playing quarterback, they need to improve the offensive line. And I think uh, there's going to be a lot of tackles taken in this draft. And he's six foot seven, so he's a big boy. Yeah. Um, I'm going to continue as well to go along with your tackles. I'm going to finally take Tevin Jenkins, though, off my board from Oklahoma State. Uh, he sat around well long enough. I think we both have the same thought, though. Let's get uh, let's get the replacement in the future there for Trent Williams being traded, mm-hmm. and hopefully we pick the right guys. Yeah, the yeah. Chicago Bears pick twenty. Um, I finally have some more corners coming off the board at pick twenty. I, I have Chicago taking J.C. Horn. Uh, I think they'd prefer to get J.C. Horn. Yeah, I ended up going cornerback as well. Uh, but obviously, I've got three off the board. I had three corners go between pick 10 and pick 20. I have a run on corners. I have four between pick 10 and pick 20 because I go Greg Newsome right here at pick 20, uh, I believe, out of Northwestern. Um, I think pretty straightforward. They need help at corner. They oh, need to be sure. able to defend, especially against Aaron Rodgers. Um, and that's about that. Yeah, um, Chicago's. I think Chicago's best bet is to go corner, especially that late, unless they trade up for something else. But I don't really see them doing that unless it's a blockbuster trade for a quarterback. Um, but moving on to Indy, I have a run on corners now. I have I go J.C. Horn at 20 and then Greg Newsom at 21 to Indy. Um, Indy's not – they don't need too much, but I think a corner helps them here, um, helps them in a division that now is going to get Trevor Lawrence and a division that is going to be competitive. I like it, man. Um, I One pick apart on Newsom there. I'm going to go with an interior defensive lineman here out of Bama. Give me, uh, I believe it's Christian. I'm going to double check on that. But give me Christian Barrymore. Yeah, it's Christian. Uh, Barrymore had a good year. He's a nice uh, penetrator out of the gut there. It's something that Miami or, uh, that Indy did lose. He's a he's a plug guy. He's he going to stuff the run. He can do everything as called upon in there. Indy lost a big piece in the interior line. I'm going to have him replace it right here. Pick 22, the Tennessee Titans. I'm going to give your friend Rashad Bateman here. Yeah. Rashad Bateman uh, out of Minnesota going 22nd to Tennessee. 
They lost Corey Davis, who was a former top 10 pick. They've got A.J. Brown, who was a second rounder, but now we're going to add another first rounder to the, in the fold. Give him Rashad Bateman. Yeah, I, I like I said, I went and run on corners here. Um, I end up having Tennessee take Caleb Farley um, with a division that's getting more competitive, that's going to get more offensive talent with Jacksonville um, and Indianapolis getting um, Carson Wentz. Uh, I think Carson Wentz is a little bit better than Phillip Rivers. Um, Philip Rivers obviously just being the veteran. I think Wentz got the butt end of the deal there in Philly. Um, but I think with two teams improving their offense, I think they're going to go with a corner here in Caleb Farley. I like it. Uh, pick number 23, the New York Jets. I go with another corner here, my fifth since uh, pick 10. I go Eric Stokes to the New York Jets at pick 23. We address a quarterback. Now we address somebody who's defending the quarterbacks. Yeah, I, I have... Um, I have the Jets getting a steal here. Um, I have them going edge and getting Quiddy Pay. Um, I think with they always have a very tough front seven, and I think that they add another solid piece for a pass rush on that defensive line. Because I believe their coach was a defensive coach. Uh, I believe so. I, th- I believe he was on the defensive side of the ball. So, I mean, if you look at those types of coaches, I think that uh, they're more likely to draft – um, defense first, outside of obviously two, they have they're gonna pick, they're not gonna. Yes, take a Robert team. Salah was the uh, defensive coordinator for the Niners. So, um, I think that they go defense here and get a steal and quitty pay and add to that D line. Uh, pick number twenty four, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm gonna give another edge rusher. I'm gonna go with Gregory Rousseau, the six foot seven monster out of Miami. Did not play this past season, but uh, he holds a lot of value with that size. Yeah, it holds a lot of value. Um, I actually don't think I have him in the first round. I think um, his tape is kind of wishy-washy, the reason I didn't have him go. And plus, there was other teams um, I wanted to mock him to, but just the needs were not there. Um, obviously, I drafted per team need in this mock draft. Um, but I had Pitts- Pittsburgh going with Eric Stokes. It's a very Pittsburgh pick. Um, nothing too flashy, but they improved their secondary with a young safety absolutely uh pick 25 you and i uh kind of bantered on this one a little bit here uh you wanted to give newly acquired trevor lawrence some more talent around him i wanted to give him some protection i went with dylan raddins out of north dakota state uh and gary you went i played around with this because um i could have went etn here um what better way to give trevor lawrence his college running back, somebody who's very, very uh, comfortable with. But I think the best player available at the moment and someone who kind of is a gadget guy, I think he's better than LaVishka Chanel. Um, and they would have two gadget guys here. I went with Kadarius Toney. Um, I think that's what Jacksonville should do uh, if they want to improve their offense and kind of um, give Lawrence a few more tools here. But I went with Kadarius Toney. I like it, man. Uh, Cleveland, I know you are going to mock them a linebacker. Yeah. And who would you give them? I gave them um, Nick Bolton. Um, they have been swinging and missing on linebackers of free agency. Um, so they finally get a hit here in Nick Bolton on, in, at 26 in the draft. I dig it. Uh, I went with an edge rusher and Aziz Ajilari here finally. Um, because as much as they've also been swinging on linebacker, 
they've also been swinging an edge and missing. Um, and if they can rack up the sack, I think they will. So I'll happily go Adjulari here. Uh, pick 27, you and I both agreed on this player, I think, uh, as being, well, I think we both went different edge rushers. We both knew Baltimore would probably gain an edge rusher. I went with somebody who I feel like is the quintessential Baltimore player. I went Jalen Phillips out of Miami. Uh, just a guy who was a secondary secondary producer in Miami. Uh, took over really when Russo left. And I could see that being kind of like a, okay, well, let's build around that and hope he, he does well in the in the Baltimore field. And you went? I went with um, edge rusher Jason Away. I think it's how you pronounce yes. it. I've been butchering his names all day here. Um, but they, they get a, an edge rusher at 27. Um, 6'5", out of Penn State. Um, I think that... A pick like this could be beneficial. They could easily go, because I didn't have Rousseau go in the top 32. Correct. Could easily be a pick like Rousseau. Um, but I think I like um, Penn State uh, a little bit more. Uh, they see a little bit, a few more better teams, in my opinion. And um, I think that some of their talent comes out a little bit more NFL-ready on defense anyway. I like it. Uh, pick number 28, I don't know why this just seems like a very New Orleans pick. That He would have been right in their backyard. I went with Terrence Marshall Jr. of LSU, the wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints at 28. Yeah, you and I were thinking the similar, similar things. I also had 28 um, New Orleans take Terrence Marshall, so we were kind of on the same page for that. Um, New Orleans, another weird team to draft, too. They could easily maybe go quarterback, and they could overdraft on a quarterback like Kyle Trask or... Um, Kellen Mond in the first because uh, they might think that they could grab one and kind of groom him a little bit, but I think they go receiver here, and Terrence Marshall seems to be the best fit. I dig it. I dig it. Uh, pick 29. I'm going to go back to the receiver pool. I'm going to go Kadarius Tony here finally and give Aaron Rodgers a well-deserved weapon. Yeah, that would be that would probably be the best fit for um, Green Bay, but... I also went with receiver, and I had them take Elijah Moore because Kadarius Tony had been off the board for me by that point. But I think Elijah Moore is another solid talent and gives Aaron Rodgers another weapon at his disposal. Uh, pick number 30, the Buffalo Bills, our Buffalo Bills. Yes, sir. Uh, the way that my mock draft fell, they benefited here. I actually went with Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa out of Notre Dame. You had him go almost half a round earlier at 15 to New England. Uh, I just... The way I ended up running that draft with other needs. So he kind of plummeted. I got him with Buffalo at 30. Who do you have to Buffalo? Um, so I Buffalo's another tough team to draft because for the most part, they don't have too many holes. Um, their offensive line's probably what they need to improve. Um, but they signed a couple guys. And at this point, there aren't too many like top talented uh, offensive linemen that are left tackle-wise. Um, and all the top corners are gone. Uh, we don't need a receiver. Aren't going to draft a quarterback. So I had them go with a luxury pick here, and they get Najee Harris out of Bama. Um, I think it's a, a pick that's definitely possible as a Bills fan. Um, and I personally prefer Harris over Etienne. I think Harris is the more complete back. Um, but I think that it's more of a luxury pick for Buffalo. I know you aren't a big uh, running back guy out of the first round, but I just think the way that the draft falls and the way the value is, I think that they could go running back here. 
Fair. I get it, man. I, I mean, I, Bean's one of those guys that could easily trade back up to the second, back up anyway. Who knows? Uh, pick number 31, I go with another offensive tackle here. The Kansas City Chiefs have kind of broken in the entire off, the, the entire line there. I went Samuel Cosme here out of Texas. And who would you give the Chiefs? I gave the Chiefs Liam Eichenberg. Eichenberg? I don't know how you say it. But he's another lineman. Um, Kansas City definitely needs linemen. Um, and I think, I, I have a feeling Kansas City will probably trade out of this pick. But I had them taking an offensive lineman here. Um because it's one of the biggest needs. And I think it's the only one, in my opinion, available to a draft at this point. Uh, and to cap it off here for mock draft number one of the fantasy beast of the final of the year, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Super Bowl, Super Bowl winners. I went with an interior defensive lineman and Creed Humphrey here. Um, what'd you do here, Gary? I ended up having uh, Christian Barrymore go to Tampa Bay. They re-signed Nanamik and Sue for only a year. I don't see him being there much longer, so they're going to have to replace him. Um, I think Christian Barrymore gets drafted here and still plays as a rookie, but I think definitely is a future um, a future anchor for a defense like Tampa Bay. I like it. Uh, so, guys, thank you for sitting through. Uh, that is mock draft number one of the year. Two more still to come. Obviously not perfect, but we'll get No, well, well, I mean, we get to get better as it goes, and we'll get to put our ear down to the door and listen for some more rumors. And I mean, they're mocks. Nobody's ever perfect in a mock. No, and uh, everybody does 8 million mocks. Our goal is by mock two, which will be a bonus episode, the third week of April. By mock two, we're hopeful to... Maybe incorporate some trades. Yeah. And then our third mock, which will be released the day before the draft goes live, we're hopeful to do at least two rounds on the air. I think our mocks so might be a full three and published on our on our website. Mm-hmm. Uh, our website, by the way, Fantasy Beasts, where you find them, the, the football podcast on Facebook, and Fantasy Beasts FB on Twitter. Go ahead and find us, like us, share us. Please, please, please. We appreciate all of you. Um, Gary, anything to close out the episode with? Yeah, once we get these mocks done and the draft comes around, we're going to be live for you guys on Twitch and Facebook for the draft, at least up until day three. Um, Maybe possibly some of day three, so we're going to work our butt off. and um, We'll have picks announced for you as before or as they're being picked, and we're going to work hard. Yeah. Uh, Guys, until next time, though. You keep on looking for those fantasy beasts, we'll tell you exactly where you can find them.